in, in essence, to be his chosen, it takes a special kind of discipline. It takes a special kind of sacrifice and surrender to be used by God in that capacity. And that's what I believe everyone here is. I mean, essentially, I believe that we are God's, the word that God gave me is that he wants us to be his spiritual seals, his spiritual elect, his spiritual called out for the assignment that he's either already given us and we haven't fulfilled yet, or if there's something new to come, I pray that there could even be a download of that within this time frame. And so the acronym, you know, the natural acronym for SEAL is C air and land. And so they are trained and equipped to go into these variety of environments and to be able to complete these special tasks and missions. And I believe um, the spiritual acronym is uh, for S-E-A-L. SEAL is means, or S means that you are selected and set apart by God, that you're willing to be equipped by him, a special equipping that you are willing and able to be anointed by him, A, anointed, and L is lethal to the enemy because when you choose the assignment and when you allow God to do the work in you that he wants to do, you will be lethal to the enemy. You will not be just an average threat. You will be an extraordinary threat based on what he's calling and asking you to do. And so... Being a SEAL, being a spiritual SEAL, being part of this elite group um, doesn't mean better than, you know, because, you know, in Christianity, we know that when God calls us, when he chooses us, there is a deep humbling in that. And it's not that we're better than anyone and, you know, anyone else. It just means that we are chosen and we are anointed and equipped by God for a special and specific task. And I believe the disciples were God's seals. You know, they were his spiritual seals. They were the 12 that walked amongst him and with him. And in John 6, um, this isn't one of my specific scriptures, and you could go there later, but in 66, 67, you know, there walk, you know there's large masses and large groups of people, and, you know, Jesus keeps teaching and speaking, and people, the crowd starts to dwindle down, and you, you'll see in the word that it says, you know, people started to turn and walk away. And Jesus looked at Peter and said, what about you? You going to go too? And he said, where, where am I going to go, Lord? Only you have the words of eternal life. There is nowhere else I can go. And my question is, are you at that level of commitment with Jesus? Are you willing to take on the assignment that is going to require a level of training and discipline and sacrifice. And I'm asking myself this question as I'm speaking it to you because I believe, like I said, this message is deeply personal and that all of us have an assignment. I have an assignment. I want to be a SEAL. It seems, it seems like a great task, and yet I know it's possible. I know it's possible because... If you walk even through Peter's life, if you see what happens, you know, Peter's like, I'm, I'm with you, God. I'm going. <laughs> Where else am I going to go? You have the words of eternal life. And there's an event that transpires after that where um, Peter goes through something, and I'll come back to that. So that's the next part of my message. I don't want to get too far ahead. But. So I just want to go through three quick definitions, and I want to let you know that anyone ha can have access to my notes if you want. Um, they're on you know, my computer. So if you don't want to take notes and just listen, or if 
you know, feel like you missed something, just let me know and I'll give you my notes. But I feel like there's just a couple definitions that I want to refer to for this message. And so um, before and during any spiritual operative, and this came from my interview and just studying the word, before any type of operative, before any type of special God-given assignment, we face temptation. There's always temptation. You see the biblical example consistently through scripture that there's specific temptations. And a a temptation is simply the desire to do something wrong or unwise, to be enticed, lured, or seduced out of God's will or assignment. Um, So temptations are you know, strategized by the enemy in order to counter the operation that God has called you to. And so those um, temptations can be, you know, thoughts or actions. Um, Thoughts to do things wrong, actions to do things wrong, things that get caught up in your heart or your mind, people um, that can create chaos, division, confusion. Um, There's, there can be discouragement, there can be fear, there can be um, deep sifting and testing. There's there's all kinds of temptations that come, and you'll and you see that consistently through Scripture. Um, the other second word of the three is a tactic. So in order to be able to do special operations and missions, you need to know what tactics are. And tactics are a carefully planned action or strategy to achieve a specific end. It's the art of disposing or dispatching armed forces or organizing an operation during contact with the enemy. So like in SEAL Team, you'll see, like I just love how it's so, how they depict that something's, you know, the enemy's encroaching, you know, something is happening and SEAL Team, they get together, they get their team together. It's a core group, it's a small group. They get together and they start strategizing what is our tact- what is our tactical operation against the enemy. They study the enemy. They figure out what he's doing, where he is, where he's at, what he's doing, what he's trying to do, so that they're not caught off guard or blindsided by anything. And then they come up with their tactical strategy to combat going into the mission. And the third word, temptation, tactic, and triumph. And so ultimately... We want to know, I want to learn, I want to impart to you and, and God imparts to you and us as a body of how do we triumph? Like how do we conquer temptation? How do we come up with a tactic um, in order to, to triumph over the enemy and to, um, to have the victory, right? And the SEALs, you know, what's so interesting about them is that they, I mean, if you watch like the episode, they... I don't know what's like what that it's called when they do like these dry runs or something. Like they just keep practicing. They have to get precision. It's like a specific timing. You have to do it in a specific time. You have to do it in a specific way. So you keep practicing. You practice. You practice. It's over and over again until there's the confidence to go into the enemy's territory and conquer. And so it's not you know what's coming to me over and over again um, is that the Lord is saying it's not about perfection. It's about persistence. It's persistence. Because the thing is, you're going to get it wrong. And even when they're trying, you know, to do these, to practice these missions, they mess up. They screw up. Like, things happen, and they don't get it right. And so they have to do it again. And I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, you might not have gotten it right. You know, I might have given you a mission, or I may have given you an assignment, and 
maybe it's not completed yet or maybe it's not to the fullness of what I've asked or required of your destiny, but it's not perfection, it's persistence. I just want you to persist. And as you persist with me in this, as you continue to walk with me like Peter, like the disciples, like the spiritual seals, I will continue to give you a anointing and a grace and a strength that you probably don't even believe is possible. Um, and so I think that there, the basic outline of this message is I just think there's three things that God wants to teach us today about being a, a seal in his army. And that is, number one is the need as seals. We need to know the mission and the strategy. And the strategy is Satan's strategy and God's strategy. Um, so we need to know the mission and the strategy. We need to know weaknesses, our own weaknesses and the enemy's weaknesses. And we need to know how to have the victory. And I believe that's what God is teaching us as well. What does that look like? How do we do that? And so, you know, God's strategy, number one, is needing to know the mission and the strategy. I believe God's strategy is pretty straightforward. His overall plan for anyone's life is to save them, to anoint them, and to send them out to fulfill their God-given purpose and assignment. It's pretty simple. Now, that will change. Assignments change and shift in different seasons at times. So, you know, the only tricky thing about that is knowing what the assignment is. Um, But there's no question that he wants to save you. There's no question that he wants to anoint you. It's discernment of the assignment. And so the disciples were, you know, if you walk through the book of Acts and if you walk through the experience of, of Jesus being with the disciples, they were constantly being dispatched, you know, for these special operative missions. You know, in the book of Acts, you, you know, they're going into these territories, they're being dispatched, and they have their SEAL team group, and they go in to conquer in these various areas. So I guess what question I just want you to, to meditate on is, if you don't know already, and maybe you do, but what is, you know, there's a transitioning happening here. It's a very significant transition. And so, you know, Pastor Stephen has been using the word sent out. We have been chosen by God. This is not just a leaving. (laughs) This is a sending. God wants to equip us. God wants to anoint us. God wants us to send us out to a specific assignment. And what is that? Do you know what that is? And again, maybe you do and maybe you don't. And this is a critical window of time um, you know, the enemy, of course, he's, he's already started. <laughs> we know that he's already started his tactic. He's already started his temptations. He's already started his tactical approach. His, oper- his operation is in full effect. And so what is going to give us the victory over that is, is the degree to which we know and are focused on the assignment. Um, so if you want to if you, if you pull up Luke 22... 3132. Um, and we will go there. Okay, and the Lord said, and put your name here. And the Lord said, Kristen, behold, Satan desires to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Next scripture. The next verse, I mean. 
but I have prayed for you that your faith does not fail. And when you're converted, I want you to strengthen your brother. Okay, so um, Peter was about to enter a major temptation before his assignment. Jesus knew all of this. Jesus knew exactly what was going on. So he was trying to warn Peter about what was happening. And, you know, if, if you are walking seriously enough with God, this is going to be you at some point, if not now. And I'll be very vulnerable. I believe that this is me right now. I believe that this word was even given to me by the Holy Spirit to say, um, Satan is trying to sift you, Kristen. And I have been trying to hold on to that second part of the verse that, you know, he has already prayed for me that I'm not going to fail. And what's so interesting, I, I love the, you know, as you walk this out in scripture, you would think that, you know, but he's, you know, Jesus said there's some confusion because it's like, but you said I wasn't going to fail. But Peter did. I mean, he denied Christ three times. <laughs> would you consider that failure? Well, maybe a little F failure. <laughs> you know, we have these little F failures at times. We miss the mark at times. We don't maybe are not on point with God exactly the way that he's asking us to or that we should be or, you know, so he, and, and Peter's like, no, God, I'm going anywhere you say. I'm not, you know, he doesn't even know what he's talking about. But he, he did little F fail God in terms of denying him. But if the bigger picture, faith picture, destiny picture, Jesus' purpose went out over him. Um, you know, later in Matthew 16, you know, he goes through this restoration process and, you know, he says that, um, Jesus says that he would possess the keys to the kingdom. He told him his destiny. He imparted his destiny to him. And he, he said, the gates of hell are not going to prevail against you. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church. You know, this is after Peter has strayed and stumbled, and yet God's destiny, God's assignment, you know, Peter was a spiritual seal. There was a calling on his life. He was chosen, he was anointed, and the gates of hell could not prevail against him. And so what is the operation or command, essentially, that God has given you that you need to put into effect against Satan in order to fulfill your mission, trusting that God has already prayed for you. God is interceding for you. So when you feel weak, when you feel like I can't do this or I've messed up or I'm not sure, God is praying for you. He's interceding for you in the heavenlies because your assignment has to come to pass because you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise because there's a destiny and a calling on your life. And even if that's shifting or changing, it, it, it will be fulfilled. And Satan, you know, Satan... We let him scare us, but his, his tactics are always the same. He's not creative. He is not creative. And so he doesn't fight fair, but he's definitely predictable. I mean, we can know our enemy. We don't have to wonder what he's up to or what he's doing. The Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. <laughs> he wants to steal your faith. He wants to kill your conviction, the conviction of your assignment. He wants to destroy the mission. He wants to bombard your mind with thoughts and actions and distractions that are contradicting the will of God for your life. And so um, when does the enemy attack? I believe looking at this biblically, three times that I've seen a pattern of the enemy's attack are in times of weakness, 
when you feel weak, fatigued, vulnerable, discouraged, you've been in battle, you're weary, and you just feel weak, basically. And I see this with couples, too. A lot of times when I do couples counseling or just even individual, you know, there's been an attack on the marriage and or an attack on the unit, and there's just vulnerability and weakness and this feeling of, like, I can't fight. I'm just very weak right now. Um, so that's number one. He attacks in times of transition, either personal transition where you're shifting um, into something new or different, personal or relational transition, and three, in times of growth and anointing. So we saw that example of Peter getting ready to go deeper in ministry. He was being commissioned by God um, to feed his sheep, and he was being attacked. And so I could just give a practical example here. I mean, there have been times, like, I know, looking back, in hindsight, God-given assignments, you know, and times that I feel like it's been a a successful operation (laughs) and times where the operation has been unsuccessful or un met. And that's why I'm like, Lord, teach me to be that seal. Teach me to be um, the person that can have more successful operations. Train me to where my operations can be more successes than more unsuccesses. And so, you know, when I was in the mission, when I was on the mission field, I had my seal team. I was around my missionaries and we were strengthening each other we prayed together every day we're up early in the morning we were fighting we were pressing i went in costa rica i was battling you know demonic forces of against human trafficking and you know fighting we were a force we were a unit we were moving in sync and had some successful operations and and yet most of you know that this other assignment this book assignment that that god has given me this was given to me what, seven, eight years ago? And I believe, honestly, I was supposed to do this. This has is an incomplete mission. <laughs> I'm not going to call it a failed mission. But it has been an incomplete operation because I have yielded to different temptations and tactics and distractions of the enemy that have allowed me to get off course and to not complete the assignment of God on my life with this book and whatever that's tied to. I don't know the full picture or the destiny of it. I just know there is something attached to the obedience of doing that book, and it is a special operation. And so I am committed and determined to to doing it. And so what is your special operation? What is your special mission? You know, what is it that God is saying, this is the next thing that I am equipping you for and sending, sending you out to do? Um, number two is seals need to know their weaknesses and the enemy's weaknesses. Um, because we need to know how to, we need to know how to fight. And so we have a great example of that. We have a great example of biblical warfare, Jesus taking on directly, taking on Satan in Matthew four, um, we see an example of Jesus being led up in, you know, up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And I was thinking, you know, my first thought, it's interesting. I was like, you know, why did he go? <laughs> like, why, did he, why didn't he just say, like, no? I mean, he knew what Satan was up to. Like, why did he put himself through that? Why did he go? And I felt like the Lord was like, Kristen's spiritual seals, they don't back down from the enemy. They go into the enemy territory. They fight the enemy. They take him on 
by the strength and the power of God. And I was like, okay, Lord, then you have to teach me, like, how do I do that? How do, how do I have direct combat with the enemy, and what does that look like? And Jesus gives a personal, it's, it's so interesting, because spiritually, you know, even when we're weak, Jesus did not fight Satan, right, physically. He did not physically fight Satan. All he did was speak his word, speak the word over and over again, the power of the word out of his mouth and continued to say, it is written, it is written, it is written. And so we shouldn't have any fear because, you know, Satan's tact, like I said, he's predictable. So he uses, um, the, another scripture I have is in John, First John, if you could pull that one up. Um, it's First John, right? First John 2.16, thank you. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. It's not of the Father, but of the world. And so these are the tactics, I believe, the predictable, predictable tactics that Satan uses to test and tempt us. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. You know, and that encompasses a lot, right? So I'm not going to get into the specifics, but you know for you, you know, which one is your weakness or a combination of those are your weakness. And in you can see in the Matthew 4 um, verses that Satan used each one of those things against Jesus to tempt him. Each one of those things. I guess I'll just read quickly through it if you want to pull Matthew 4 up. Um, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness and he was tempted of the devil, and he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He was afterwards hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. And Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Then the devil takes him up into the holy city and sets him on a pinnacle of the temple and says to him, If you are the Son of God, cast yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee. And in your hands... They shall bear thee up, lest at any time you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written, again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil takes him up into an exceeding high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he says to them, All these things will I give you if you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You will not worship that, that you shall worship the Lord thy God, and him only will you serve. And the devil leaves him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. And so you see how he tempted him with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes by taking him and showing him all the things of the world, the pride of life, prove to me who you are. And yet Jesus simply spoke the word, the power of the word, in order to resist those temptations. And interestingly, what was happening with Jesus right after that? I mean, this was a specific, this was a special operation designed by the enemy to tempt Jesus, to distract him, to get him out of the next assignment. Because right after that, Jesus began his public ministry to preach the kingdom of God, to preach repentance and to make fishers of men and that's when people he moved out into his ministry and people started following him and and he was calling um 
you know, he was calling them to him. So, you know, we know it's very basic. We know the enemy's tactics. So if we know the enemy's tactics and they're predictable and they're always the same, do you know your weaknesses well enough? Do you know your weakness well enough to be able to not be blindsided or caught off guard as the enemy's attacking because you have so strategized it, you have so learned your enemy. A spiritual seal so has learned their enemy and has so disciplined themselves and focused that they are able to now counterattack with confidence going into the enemy's territory. Which leads me to number three is that we need to know how to do this. We, know, we need to know how to have the victory because people are getting, you know, spiritually you can see people falling, getting off course. You know, do you, want to do, do you want Satan to take you out? Do you want to be lukewarm? No, I want to be anointed by God, equipped by God to overcome, and I believe all of you do too, and I believe that's the calling. I believe we're spiritual seals. Pastor Stephen, I believe you're a spiritual seal. Carrie, I believe prophetically speaking, that you are a spiritual seal. You are God's elite and elect. You are his chosen. So now you have gone through seasons of intense testing and tempting and trying in preparation for the next assignment that God is going to give you the victory for. He's going to give you the victory for it. Um, and, I, and this comes to the interview with Ashley, you know, and Ashley's not a SEAL, but, you know, he knows about, he's a colonel, and he's been in the Army for 20 years, and he just had lots of good information to share about Rangers and SEALs. And, you know, as I asked questions, he just said, you know, Kristen, they are groomed and disciplined to have a unique mindset that believes it's going to get through every obstacle. They're trained to know that they're going to get through the obstacle. They're trained to win. They're trained to not back down. Um, they're trained to conquer. So the main components, I said, what are the main components? And he said, I would say that being a SEAL or Ranger is that you're ready when called. It's basically on call. So are you ready, are you ready on call to be called by God? Um, they are equipped. They're specially equipped. They have special equipment, special, a special resiliency. They have a resilient mindset. They possess a high caliber. It's a high caliber of mental and physical fitness. Um, so as I said before, that you know, the spiritual seal set apart, equipped, anointed, that combination is a lethal combination to the enemy. And, it, and the degree to which we are willing to yield to God in that process is the degree, the degree to which he will equip us because we are called to press towards the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And God will give us that power. God will give that power to anyone who wants to take on that continued press towards the mark and the prize of the high calling. But it's not easy. Um, and temptation will come. But it is written. <laughs> it is written. It is written that we can overcome. It is written that we can speak the word. It is written that we can have a special kind of fortification and faith um, to counterattack. And so the, the degree um, in which we win is the degree in which we're leaning and trusting God. It's the degree to which we have the conviction of our assignment and, you know, and, and also just going through a restoration and purification process. You know, sometimes that is needed after we've been in an attack. And I was reading a book by Beth, Beth Moore, and she said, Kristen, um, well, she didn't tell me, Kristen, but I was talking to myself in the book. Um, in the book, she said, you know, power is in, there's power in purity. If you don't have purity, you don't have power. 
And I was thinking about that, and I said, you know, that's exactly what, and it, I mean, even from the garden, lust. I mean, lust is the main tool that Satan uses. It's so predictable. Lust of any kind, physical, sexual, whatever it is. There's something that your flesh longs, desires, lusts for that the enemy can tap into. It could be the lust to, to quit, you know? I mean, lust can take all kinds of forms, shapes, and sizes, but it's, you know, that's the thing. And so Beth Moore in her book was saying, Purity in your in your power is your purity. You have to you have to purify your heart. You have to purify your mind. You have, you know, just like the seals, they're disciplined. They're they're not distracted. They're focused. And Paul said, "I bring. I daily die. I daily die. I daily bring my flesh under subjection. Uh, I buffet my body. I buffet my body. You know, through fasting and prayer and keep myself aligned with the will of God, so that God can keep purifying my heart, my mind, and my spirit." for the assignment at hand. And so, you know, the bigger picture kingdom perspective and smaller picture body of Christ right now perspective and personal perspective is that I believe that God has special operations, that he has crafted special operations in the heavenlies that he is, if you're open to, wanting to impart to you the assignment. He, he's wanting to give you your specific assignment. He's asking you if you will be a seal. Are you willing to be a spiritual seal? Are you willing to move into that next realm of knowing how to conquer the enemy's territory to win? And it's not about perfection. It's about persistence. Are you willing to have that kind of persistence? Um, that's what he's asking. That's what he's saying, I believe, prophetically, and I believe that's what he's asking in this moment. And so um, just pray. You know, what is, what is God speaking to your heart? You know, what is the one thing? What is the one takeaway that God is speaking to you? What, what, is, she, what is he showing you? What are you hearing? What are you taking away in preparation for what he's doing? Um, and... I think that's a good place to pause. I'm just going to close in prayer, if that's all right. Lord, I just thank you so much again just for imparting your truth unto us. I thank you, God, that you are calling us out. This is a time of being called out for special operations and special missions for the kingdom of God because there are people waiting to know you, people needing to know you in, in different capacities and different forms. And the enemy is on his post. So Lord, we need you to strengthen us so that we can be on our post, that we can be alert. Lord, we want to be spiritual seals. We don't want to be the average Christian. We don't want to be lukewarm. We want to be seals. We want to be set apart and selected. We want to be equipped. We want to be anointed. We want to be a lethal weapon to the enemies. We, we want to put a dent in his, in his kingdom. And we, I believe God, that everyone here, Lord, has that call and that you are equipping them right now. God, I pray for an impartation. I pray for an impartation, God, of faith, an impartation of strength, God. I pray for healing, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, for deep healing and restoration and purification of heart, mind, and spirit. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for showing it. Thank you for trusting us. Thank you for the assignment, God. Thank you for clarity. Thank you, Lord, for discernment, for wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for the SEAL team. Thank you for showing us who to connect with in this season. It might be a few people, just a small team that can fortify, strengthen us, and get us ready for that operation, that special operation, God. Because we know, we know there is much fruit to come from what you have for us as we are faithful, as we are obedient, as we continue to surrender to the process, God. We just thank you, Lord, for your anointing right now, and, and we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.